Hello, this is Time for Success, Business Owner Moms Edition. This is Matt Barbie. I'm a business strategist, author, and speaker. And uh, this episode, actually, I'd like to give a special thanks to um, Linda Baker with Damsel in Defense. Uh, she provides the, the right types of safety training and, and, and products uh, for, for women or men and uh, teaches you know awareness and uh, just being you know safe in your environment so thanks again linda um, for uh, being a sponsor on the show but uh, today we've got a very very wonderful guest uh, especially if you're you're kicking around the idea of getting married right is that is that a good yeah good point yeah <laughs> so we've got sheena and it's Mancini, right? Mancini. Mancini. Oh, I totally butchered the C. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I appreciate you understanding. Better than macaroni. Macaroni, yes. It's it's probably better than macaroni. Yeah. <laughs> so, and your, the, the name of your company is Smile Often Events. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So, please tell tell the the, the wonderful audience what, what you do with Smile Often Events. Uh, we do wedding planning and coordinating as well as events planning and coordinating. So we'll help to um, design and get together the logistics of each event so that it takes a lot of stress off of our clients. Yeah, yeah, because can events be stressful sometimes, would you say? (laughs) They can. Yeah. So, So you do wedding and you do like corporate events? Yes. Oh, great. Great. We even do down to like your little children's birthday parties. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, there's, I, I, remind me, I got to introduce you to somebody later, but uh, the, the mental note, but all right. So you do even, so a, a broad range. So, mm-hmm. I mean, technically somebody could come to you for a wedding, but then, you know, they could work with you for a lifetime, you know, as yes. important events come in life and, you know, as they start a new family, maybe start a new business become a business owner dad, business owner mom, and need all those events, right? Yeah. <laughs> we do have several clients where we started out maybe with a children's birthday party and have grown with them. So as that child grows up, we come back for each birthday party and then into those children's weddings because I've oh, wow. been doing this for about 10 years. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. That is great. Uh, so... So what got you into like the wedding and the event industry in the first place? I guess that was over 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I In high school, I actually was the um, background person for speech and drama, which oh, was okay. what we called our theater club. Right. Um, okay. So I started there. And then after high school, I actually did photography for a couple of years. I ran a few studios and then I did um, patissier. So I was a bad pastry chef for a while. Oh, really? And when doing both of those, found out that I was doing more of the logistics of the events I was I was working for than wow. actually what I was, my career at the time. Right. So that's how I ended up here, <laughs> doing weddings. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, ironically, uh, in high school, I was I was part of the speech league. And uh, nobody ever wanted to do the radio. This is the Bellarmine Speech League. Nobody ever wanted to do the radio competition. And uh, I, d- I, did, I did do that. I don't think I ever actually did well with it, ironically. But, uh, but I did it. You know, it was fun. Uh, yeah, but then I didn't do radio for a long time after that. But anyway, uh, so yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, a little, little background story on my part. But um, 
so so it kind of all started started in in high school doing all these different events and then yeah. you became a pastry chef and so then uh what what got you to start your own business though because i mean that that's a little bit of a step right yeah um around 2011 is when i officially opened my own doors and that was because i i was moving a lot uh, mm. for college and okay. then for my fiance at the time who was also in college he was um going to Laterno in texas so we oh. i went from here um in missouri to georgia and then to texas and then back again oh yeah. so it was easier for me to create my own schedule than constantly having to explain to employers why the move was important and i also do destination events all the yeah. way across the board. So that gives me the freedom to go in and out of state without being bogged down to a set schedule. Wow, wow. But I mean, all that travel still had to kind of take its toll on the schedule too, right? More or less, you yeah. know, give or take. Um, we're still in that first year of parenting since we only have the one child. So there wasn't really anything that kept me in okay. one place. Um, so being able to travel back and forth was really something that I enjoyed, although I, I don't like airplanes, so I haven't really <laughs> migrated across seas just yet. But um, as far as state to state, that it was fun to me. Right, it was right. Just loads of fun. That's fantastic. So, mm-hmm. so family-wise, circling back around to that, you mentioned that you are in your, your first year of parenting. Again, mm-hmm. congratulations. Thank you. And uh, also, because uh, I think you had a Facebook post that confused some people. Yes. We can go ahead and clarify on that, what that was too, right? I'm getting a puppy. A puppy. Yes. A puppy. Yeah, because I think you said something about uh, adding somebody to the family, but uh, yes. that was that was so, not a, a human somebody. Yes. So the confusion <laughs> behind that post is before I had my human baby, um, <laughs> from like the age of 13, I was told I couldn't have kids. Oh, so really? to me, oh. my fur babies are my children. Yeah. So when I posted that, I said, well, we're going to welcome a new baby of age, which is my last name and my fiance's last name. And it just kind of <laughs> threw a lot of people off. And I even had a black and white photo of puppies on the, the Christmas tree in the in the back of that photo. So it really threw some people off because I realized people do um, the sonogram photos kind oh, of in yeah. the photo somewhere. Yeah. And it didn't connect to me at all. Yeah. 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 Yes. It, 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 it sounded a little bit like a, a birth announcement, I think. Yeah. You know? no. so, or not a birth announcement, <laughs> but a yeah, pregnancy announcement, I guess. You no, know? So, too soon. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. No worries. Uh, so, okay, well, good. I'm glad that we've got that clarified, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so, but you do some stuff with like rescue and adoption I do. type work as well, don't you? I do. I um, I used to be a child advocate back in Georgia, but I really uh, focus on animals because we constantly, like just, just this past Christmas, you know, Christmas Eve day, a friend of mine, actually, I've, I've now found out that two people have either direct connection to me or through a friend of a friend have found litters of puppies on the side of the road Christmas Eve day. And so being able to foster these animals and get them, you know, rehabilitated and back into new homes is just, it's really heart filling to me. Um, 
my mother, for example, has one of the litter that I fostered a couple of years ago, and yeah. it's really nice to see those dogs every single year. Um, each of the new owners now send me pictures of them, and it's it's nice to see. We call him Amigo is his name, but uh, to me, he's little brother, so I get to see him every single year, and every time I go to visit my mother, <laughs> and to see like this little foster baby grow up. He's uh. He'll be three in March, so it's really fun, <laughs> and then... Um, his twin the other two are out of state but in this particular litter his, we call her his twin because they look just about identical and uh they both are about the same height and everything and her name is nelly she lives just over in st louis so i get to see her whenever i go to see my friend krista so yeah. it's really fun so um, if we were to talk about what success <laughs> looks like for you and your family i'm guessing that uh having the time and the resources to be able to foster the the fur babies mm -hmm. <laughs> Would be part of that? Is that fair? Yeah. Um, every time I can complete <clears throat> either something that, you know, makes me feel whole or feel good or contributes to our family in a positive way, is, is it's success to me. Yeah. You know, being able to do good in the world where sometimes there's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the, the, the world can be a, a scary place depending on where you look at times. Yes. But uh, so so you said you know being able to uh, to do good for your family. What 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 does that look like? What does that mean? Is that I mean a lot of people talk about travel, mm -hmm. but uh, what what what's the future that you envision for for your your little one, the human uh, one? For me, for <laughs> Mila, um, just making sure that she has access to you know the whole of an education and learning that humanity is still something we constantly need to keep up to date on um whenever you turn on the news it doesn't matter what channel it's it's always someone fighting or bickering and you don't see that little bit of humanity and if i can teach her that as she gets older to stick to that that one little concept to help even if you don't think that it's going to pay off you know you've done the right thing hmm. um for example i i have a lot of friends and acquaintances that if they see me give money to someone who is homeless you know yeah. whether they're actually homeless or if they're pretending that that says more about my character than that person's you know yeah. if if i give to that person whether they are truly in need or not then that says more about me than the person who is just taking and and that's that's being human you know yeah. not just not doing it because someone out there fakes it, you know, yeah. just doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's the good thing to do. And it doesn't have to be money. I mean, we can give the homeless a place to stay or coats and socks because it is the winter and whatnot. And they, they are in need. But yeah. if someone chooses to be the way they are, that's on them, not on you at that point. Right. And that's that's what I I want to teach my daughter as she grows up. That's good. That's good because you hear that a lot. I mean, I've, I've heard people say that before that, you know, when you give money to the homeless, it's just going to go to alcohol or drugs. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, you know, when, when you don't give, I mean, that, that reflects back on, on you rather yes. than, because you're, you're making assumptions because you don't really yes. know. Uh, I mean, they might have kids of their own that are, you know, back somewhere that, and, and they're just trying to be, you know, they're trying to, to feed those kids or, you know, who knows? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that, that's interesting. That concept of, Hey, you know, when you, when you make those assumptions and, and you don't give and, and you're, you're all curmudgeon-y, curmudgeon-y, is that the right word? Is that, <laughs> <It sounds right. laughs> is that, is that, is that, is that, 
Scroogey. Maybe Scroogey. Scroogey. We could say Scroogey. Yeah, Scro- Scrooge. Scroogeific. I don't know. That's probably not good. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so uh, so whenever you're you're like that, mm-hmm. uh, it's more of a testament to who you are than who that person is. You know, you've yeah. you've made that decision. So yes, and you want to raise your your child with that. Yeah. Same thought. It's, it's been a huge, huge impact on myself and, and my fiance as a whole, like having this little tiny human that you have to constantly teach every single day yeah. and make sure that she's, you know, even as a one and a half year old making the right decisions, like not climbing on the end tables, you know, teaching her that you, you can fall and hurt yourself. And yeah. as she gets older, you know, even as we teach her, we're teaching ourselves, well, we want to show her how to be a good person. So that means we have to be a good person. Mm-hmm. And just continuing that on repeat every single day. is So modeling, modeling that behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So, so modeling uh, for parenting is, is big. Uh, do you have any employees as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we have quite a few. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I've also heard it said just, you know, consistently in, in leadership that, you know, modeling, you know, what, what, uh, you know, the, the, the values of the company and, mm-hmm. and how to take care of your, your clients. I mean, would you say that that whole like modeling thing should, should kind of span between business, family, every yes. aspect in life? Is that a big thing? Yes. Um, I, I know my generation gets a lot of flack for, uh, participation trophies, but <laughs> I myself was taught to be a leader, not a boss. So mm. if, you know, if you're being a boss, it means you're just giving out work, but not expecting really to do anything yourself. But if you're being a leader, you're actually working with your employees. And so at each event or even just volunteer work, you know, I, I am that leader. I'm not that boss. And sometimes I do kind of smudge that line a little bit because with events, it gets a little hectic. And while I don't particularly get stressed out at events, which is a weird sentence to string together when you look at events itself uh, yeah yeah i stress um but there's a line that you kind of cross and you start creeping over that line into the boss territory and it's kind of like a a jolt in the back of the head that tells you hey you need to back up and you know maybe do it yourself yeah. and so if you're constantly taking the things like what i try to teach mila back into your business portion then you're sticking to that as a wholesome person, you know, doing the right thing all the way across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen, and I've worked at places where if you're a parent, you know, with it being the holidays, um, if you're a parent and someone who is non-parent wants Christmas day off for whatever reason, you know, maybe step back and use that human factor and realize, well, I don't have a child they have a six-year-old, I should take this shift so they can stay home with their six-year-old on Christmas Day. Yeah. You know, just kind of little small decisions like that are what make us human and yeah. make us, you know, a community as a whole to care for each other, even if it's it's inconvenient to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, you know, the the idea of all those little little decisions and trying to model all those little decisions and in, in, in your business and uh, you know, obviously in, in, in parenthood. So, um, but you know, in, in that moment, so you're, you're, you're at a wedding and you know, the, the caterers late and, uh, maybe, maybe the, the caker dropped the cake, right. You know, and I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm excited nightmare. situation, yeah, nightmare situation. 
how because that's that's intense you know that's that might be even more intense than kind of the average work day right but uh or or average day in a business uh that's a pretty intense moment how how do you kind of recenter yourself bring yourself back to to not you know freaking out and just i mean or do you do you sometimes say to to your team like all right so all this stuff happened it's now like full-on like combat mode we just need to (laughs) we need to make this work i'm sorry in advance for being as direct as i'm about to be but we're gonna do it so how do you you, how do you make that work there is a lot of apologizing beforehand (laughs) because you don't know what is going to happen yeah i've not had a cake drop in a while um when i very first started doing weddings yeah i had a uh, mother-in-law knocked the entire cake stand over because she was upset about something, and that's oh, not no. that's not a yeah. bar about mother-in-laws in general. It's, right, it's, right. Uh, it just it happens, and it happens. people get upset. We hear about it. Um, just this past November, we actually had a caterer that was lost. Um, oh. We had a wedding at the Wildy Theater over in Illinois, yeah. and they they were lost, and and she she came in and she was practically in tears, and it's like the ceremony's still going on. It's it's completely okay, you know. You do have to be careful if your shoes click because at the Wildy Theater they had the ceremony on the second floor and the reception on the third floor, oh. so rolling those bins across the third floor would have disrupted the ceremony. So mm. they had to carry everything in in their oh. socks oh, and do really? it very quietly, and those are not. Small small containers um so you've got these giant heavy containers and giant things of tea and water and they they did it though you know by the time everyone started coming up in the elevator and up the stairs they were just setting out the salads i believe the salad and bread so everything Mm. went fine it's just sometimes it's someone else freaking out before myself and it's kind of like if i'm not freaking out you don't freak out yeah and i tell that to every single one of my clients um especially my brides because brides are it is unfortunate but most of the work does fall on the brides instead of being distributed to everyone involved Mm -hmm. and so they have a lot of pressure and i'll get phone calls at two in the morning of someone just i had a bride once have such a huge nervous breakdown she was about to set her dress on fire wow that's pretty intense and that's like the opposite of cold feet but yet still the same concept i guess it's (laughs) she just she's like if i don't have the dress no one can be upset and it wasn't even the dress that was the problem it was just the stress of it because sometimes when you have an event whether it's a wedding or even just a corporate event sometimes people get too hung up on the idea of what it should be and what it should look like Mm. and they forget the details of it and so when the detail comes up they weren't prepared for it yeah that's one of the reasons we exist as planners is because we're prepared for it well and you're not right so if we take that stress away then you have nothing to panic about nothing yeah and it's it's a lot, a lot of apologizing beforehand and then a lot of <laughs> ranting afterwards. It's never never bad ranting, like completely just annihilating a client. It's just the bread fell on the floor, you know, and then we'll talk about the bread for 10 years and right. then move on, you know, because you have to have a, a venting cycle. You right, know, how, right. how do I get this feeling out? And it's just talking about something dumb like bread falling on the floor. Right. It right. helps. It helps a lot to find a little dumb inconvenient negative thing and then just rant about it for a few minutes and then you feel so much better and that's kind of how we get through the events is let's talk about this 
this goofy thing yeah. and move on. And then the next day we're ready to go again. So that kind of gives you a focus for the release of all those negative yes. emotions yes. That, that, that's still uh, uh, being considerate of all the people involved who try yes. to kind of dehumanize whatever that might be. Yeah. Or, or I shouldn't say dehumanize, but take it away. Take away the human factor. Focus on something else. That Yes. Yeah. Always focus on an object and not actually yeah. human. Um, we did have a bride in the past year. And I don't want to give away too many details because I feel like she might know who I'm talking about. She was too calm. Really? <laughs> yes. And in my past experiences, if you're too calm before the day of, there's going to be a huge explosion. And it's going to be you. She had a very tiny one. Oh, and we, okay. we focused on that because we we're like, we need to keep this in our heads because if she explodes... We have to defuse that immediately. Right. Yeah. But she was she was calm from start to finish, and it was scary because there's always something. Yeah. Always something, and even when her and her mother were not agreeing on her wedding dress, because that's very special and very important to a bride. Even when they weren't agreeing on that, because the mother was paying for it, she didn't explode. She got her dress in the end, but she was just too. To almost creepily calm and we were waiting and waiting and it a little tiny one happened but if it's something like that then yes we have to keep that in the back of our heads yeah and it kind of makes us panic just a little bit but <laughs> focusing on you know like a dinner roll falling on the ground or you know tea spilling is is better than focusing on a person because it's yeah. not it's not yeah. the person that's creating the problems it's just a misunderstanding or a miscommunication that can be solved easily right right so you kind of try to be the the, the eye, you know, mm -hmm. of the storm, the, that that calm in the center, right? Yes. You know, and just try to try to bring everybody kind of back back to center. But then also you you recognize that uh, stuff happens. So I mean that that kind of stuff happens in business all the time. But you know sometimes we'll get caught up in just blaming somebody or yeah. you know or, or or making somebody the the center of the the fault of the situation. But I like I like that technique of okay, well let's let's just explain it away, get those negative emotions out, but take away, you know, the, the fault of a human being necessarily. Yes. And, and that's good. That's good. Yes. I like that. And it seems to really be at the, the core of your, your values as well. Would you, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to. Try right. To. Right. Right. For sure. Well, yeah, we're, we're all still human, right? <laughs> yes. You do make mistakes as a human being. So, um, I, I wanted to hit a little bit too upon, you know, we, we've got uh, business owner dads, business owner moms out there who are listening mm -hmm. uh, or people in general. So how do you save them time, save them maybe some of that emotional, intellectual energy, uh, make their lives a little bit better with what you do? Uh, we just kind of take the whole of it. We take all of it and plan it out. We give a basic timeline and then we kind of let them make the decisions. Okay, well, I'd really rather not have a bouquet tossed. That's fine. Let's cut it out and just that's it. That's the end of it. And then if you want to add it in later, it's nothing for us. Yeah. But if we can find, you know, vendors, whether it's weddings or events, we can find the vendors. We can give proper suggestions on such. If your budget is 10000 or 50000 we usually strive to stay below that. But if you're making decisions on, you know, like champagne goals and you only have beer money, then we have to kind of be <laughs> realistic with you and then let you step back. Because we do have clients. I still have clients where... You know, if, if they're on champagne thoughts, we right. have to tell them, okay, well, you need to set a later date for whatever event it is. Yeah. And so we kind of just 
take everything in for them and then give them kind of like a draft and then Mm. they kind of they adjust it the way they see it and we Mm. guide them on that excellent excellent well again this has been uh, time for success business owner mom's edition thank you so much sheena for being on the show today and uh, thank you also to our sponsor uh, linda baker with damsel defense Uh, again thanks for everybody for uh, listening tuning in